It is so hot. The woman walks up the long road from the village to the well. The sun beats down on her for it's noon. And she is alone at the well and she's grateful for that because she knows what people say about her. She's had five husbands and now she's living with a man who's not her husband, so that's six. Passed along from family member to family member. She's sort of reached the end. There is no one left. If this man dies or decides he doesn't want her anymore, she'll be turned out and left to beg or become a prostitute. So she is grateful to have him in her life. Yes, it's not ideal. There are things she wishes she could change. She still thinks of her first husband with love and affection. But this is her lot. And she also knows what the people think about her. She sees the sideway glances and the winks and the snickers. The women in particular are the meanest to her, which is why she always comes to the well when there is no one there. She gets a bit of peace, and she doesn't have to worry about the sidelong glances and the, the nudges from the others gathering to draw water. As she comes up the hill and over the horizon, she looks towards the well and sees a stranger. And for a moment she is irritated. This is her private time. This is her quiet, away from everyone, away from her husband and his children and his children's children. She gets a bit of a respite. She can hear the birds singing and the breeze blowing through the trees. And for her, that is a little slice of heaven. So who is this stranger that is sitting on the edge of the well? But she stops and looks at him and thinks, he looks thirsty and hot and tired. And knowing that she ought to offer him a drink, she's just reaching out when he says to her, woman, give me a drink. She recognizes that he is Jewish and knowing the relationship between the Samaritans and the Jews, she's a little hesitant. Why should she help him out? After all, what has he done? What has his tradition done for her and her people? They begin to converse, and she bests him in several parts of this story. I thought it was incredibly telling that this was the gospel lesson for Lent, when we just went past National, International Women's Day. Because who better than to best Jesus than a woman at the well? A woman who is a nobody to the world, to the people that she lives with. And in their conversation and the back and forth, she realizes that he sees something in her. 
And she recalls in her mind the verse from Jeremiah that the Lord sees with the heart and not just with the eyes. And she's given great comfort in that. When they finish talking, she forgets about her water jar. She is so enthusiastic about what he has told her, what he knew about her without knowing anything about her. And she runs back to the village and she tells her friends, you've got to see this man. He knew everything about me. And in that moment, everything changes between her and the villagers. They see someone different standing in front of them. No longer is she seen as someone who is marginalized and sidelined, but as someone who is very important. Someone who has something to say that is of value for them and to them. When they finally are able to speak to her, it's with a new sense of awe. And she speaks to them with a sense of authority. She knows who she met. She met God. They may not know it, but what does it matter what they know or think? She is certain in her heart that this is the man who is the Messiah. They run and get Jesus, and he comes and stays with them, but they would not have done that without the woman at the well. They would not have done anything if she hadn't come and told them. And also, if they hadn't decided to finally pay attention and see someone of worth standing in front of them. She has now in the popular vernacular, found her tribe. People that will now understand her, care about her, care for her, and love her. They're going to be there whether the husband, the fifth or the sixth man dies or leaves her. She has now found her place in the tribe. And isn't that what we all want in life? Don't we all want to feel understood and cared about? Don't we want to find our own group of people to be friends with? People that we can tell our fears and our hopes and our dreams to and not worry that they'll mock us or laugh at us. It's obviously an age-old desire. The woman at the well had it. Jesus has it. For he says to his disciples at one point in the Gospel of John, are you going to leave me too? We all want to feel that we belong. We all want to feel that we have a tribe. Yesterday, I attended the Woman's Space Film Festival at the Nordloff, and the final film was about this very thing. It was during COVID, 
and three women decided that they were going to swim in Lake Michigan every day of the year. Yes, every day of the year. At one point, one of them showed up with a sledgehammer and beat a hole into the ice so that the, they could swim. One woman's husband had died of COVID earlier. The other two were alone. They didn't tell their story. But these three women formed their own group. And standing on those icy banks, sipping coffee out of camp mugs, they found a, gr a group that would understand them and love them and support them. They said it was how they got through the pandemic, that they were never going to stop meeting up, and that they were always going to be friends. Yes, they all go off to their different homes, but the thing that struck me the most in the film was they didn't know one another before they decided to start swimming. And through that, those bonds of attachment and friendship and love were strengthened, were knotted, were woven, were braided, so that they became stronger in themselves. And there was nothing they realized they couldn't do without the other, or even when they were alone. I marveled at their strength, just as I marvel at the strength of the woman at the well. Who is in your tribe? Who is the group of people that you choose to come together with? Is it some kind of society or group like Kiwanis or Rotary? or graduation, graduates from the same college you went to? Or is it here, where you know we understand you and love you and care for you, whether you can think about and embrace that or not? The story of the woman at the well is more than just her identifying Jesus as the Messiah. Yes, that is important, of course. It's all about belonging. It's all about understanding your place in society, in the world, and in your group of people. I get tired of saying community, so tribe is my new word. That you all can fall into when you, life is hard. It's out there. We just have to sometimes look for it and find it and keep searching. But we can always come back here and know that we have people that appreciate us for all of our gifts, for our good traits and our not so good traits. That they are willing to accept us and we are willing to accept them because the woman at the well had to give up a lot to have the people finally say she had to give up a lot by letting the people into her life. She had to be vulnerable. And that's what we have to be. We have to be vulnerable to allow new people into our lives, to love new people, and to see them for who they are. 
We have so much to learn from this story, I can hardly touch on it all. But if you can walk away with one idea, remember that you always have a place, either here or out in the world, wherever you choose. I hope it's here, because I think we're the best thing going, personally. But also know that there are other places that you can find love and acceptance. It may not be in a church. It may be in a group. It may be in a book group. But find your tribe, and your tribe will feed you, and you will feed them. You will not be alone, and neither will they, because of the gifts that you give, the gifts that you have. Yes, you'll receive, but you will enjoy giving so much more. Amen.